Awesome. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming to my show, my podcast, Open to the Universe, QHHT. My name is Jennifer Martinez, and I'm a practitioner for quantum healing hypnosis technique. Um, And this technique was developed by Dolores Cannon. Um, She's absolutely incredible. It's a beautiful technique. It accesses the all-knowing part of ourselves, which is incredible. Um, And when we become aware of it, then we access it all the time. Every, we don't even need a session once we get to that point and actually have a session. It shifts us and opens us to this all-knowing part of ourselves, to the universe, to the earth. Um, It's just such a beautiful blend once you um, have a session and really implement it in your life like from the session and, and realize that life is a bigger picture than it presents itself. Um, so today I wanted to talk about past lives and essentially that is what quantum healing hypnosis technique does offer, showing you um, not necessarily you in these past lives, but they were other and, you know, from your soul, from the higher self, it has... Um, you know, it brings you through all these lives and you then create the person, it then creates the personality and who you are today from all of the past. Um, in doing so, you carry baggage and you bring it over into the next life. So there could be things that you didn't quite um, learn in the past life, whoever it was. Um, it carried it over. Your soul carried it over so it can learn it in this body, in this life. Um, so you, like, I, I know I've talked about it before where we would have repeated life lessons and we're just not sure how to get through those. Um, or we take in cer- certain situations that are um, challenging to us, you know, ones that are really, really hard. And we we look at them as like, wow, these are really hard. How are we going to get through it? When you wake up to the idea that you actually can get through it, you're not trapped. Once you wake up to that reality or know that there's even a sliver of it, that's literally one step closer to healing yourself, to living a better life. Um, but while you're in it, it, it feels like a trap. It feels very heavy, very dense um, emotion that you feel like it is, you're just stuck and there's no way out of it and it's horrible and it's miserable. Um, And that's kind of what what I wanted to talk about was just past life and the emotions we bring over. And then we switch, our soul switches gender or switches relationship to who we need to work on things with. So maybe before Um, what I really like about past lives, let me go back to this one. I actually had a, every time I go in under, as I practice with my coworker, uh, um, I guess coworker, (laughs) but, um, my friend who as well practices it, who I just had on my show not very long ago, Blair, she's amazing. Um, and when I go, when she puts me under and I go under, I'm aware that I am 
I'm still in the room and she's right next to me talking to me, but I'm very much under where I can also see this past life. All of a sudden this memory comes to you and it's, that's what it feels like a memory. It just feels like, wow, this is playing out right before my eyes while they're closed. You know, I'm like seeing it in my mind's eye. And so that's the feeling you're going to have. So you're very much under, but you're aware that she's that your practitioner is talking to you, um, that you're in a room right there with her, um, it's a be, or him, whoever is your practitioner for quantum healing hypnosis techniques. So if you do want a session, go to officialqhht.com or you can go to my page, Jennifer Martinez, qhht.com, and um, would love to give you a session. But that's the feeling of it uh, as well. So I went through a past life. Um, then you basically don't always go through a past life. Either you didn't live one or <clears throat> like meaning your soul is so brand new that I don't even know if someone who is a super brand new soul would be listening to me because you have to raise your vibration to this kind of information anyway. Not everyone's going to hear this information. Not everyone's going to want to know about this. Um, so I really think maybe even the new souls might not necessarily hear this, but if you were to hear it, um, that's okay. Just take little bits in at a time. I don't think you should take so much in. Um, anyway, going back to the past life, which I thought was really cool because this one, you don't really know what past life you're going to go in. You don't know what it is to even begin with. You're not like, oh, this is this life. And oh my gosh, there's all this stuff. No, you literally go into it as not really aware that it's any particular life. You just go into it. You see the people that may have been in that life with you, like family or friends or whoever it may be, and you recognize their face. Um, and I went into this past life. I just thought it was really incredible that it just so freely. And then as I was talking about it, as she would ask me questions, and I would talk about it, um, I started to see images. Hey. Um, and what was really intriguing was um, when I, <laughs> when, she, when they asked, she asked me, like at the very beginning, what I saw. And it was like, at first I saw this house and it was like, you know, translucent, and then it would go solid and it was yellow and it was dingy. It was like from the sun, uh, like that dingy look. And, and I hate, I didn't really like to go in the house. Isn't that funny? Like, I remember that feeling. And then as I like went through the scene, I came out of this like bathroom or bedroom and the mom who I just adored, like, use some kind of grease in my hair and I instantly had like jet black hair and I don't know that I actually said that in my like when I listened to my session over I don't think I actually said that but I I saw it I saw that her the mom combed my hair over and I was like and it was like wet but it was like greasy <laughs> and I I felt really handsome 
that's what I felt in that very moment. I was like, wow, like a little stud, you know, (laughs) that's how I felt. Um, and, uh, and I felt like a mama's boy, like she fixed my hair and she loved me and she like almost like a worship me. Right. So it's quite intriguing. So there's that bond, that relationship bond, me and my mom, but I'm a different, um, you know, I'm not female. I'm a male in this, that particular life. And here's my mom and she doesn't look like my mom in this, this life at all. So that's my, um, that's what I'm trying to explain is like, you change different roles, you change your relationship with each person so that you can learn maybe how to get through it. Maybe how, uh, maybe if you had an emotional, so in this life, me and my mom, we're not close. It's really weird. And I try and I feel like I give it effort, but my mom has this like standoffness about her and I'm sure it goes way back from when she was a little kid, her dad passed away when she was like nine. And, you know, it put my grandma through a, a frenzy because she didn't work. She had four little kids and my grandpa was gone. And I think that was like in 1964. So way back, <laughs> um, which wasn't good. You know, my grandma didn't get therapy. She just dealt with it and, um, and did the best she could, you know, and she was super emotional and she was um, almost standoffish. It was like a part of her died with my grandpa for sure. Uh, she was kind of like a hateful person. It took a while to like warm up to my grandma. She just wasn't friendly. Um, but I loved her to pieces. I I'm like, I, I understand why I was in this family at this time because they didn't have any love left and they didn't even know how to love. And oddly as it is, it's like, I really loved love. That was my favorite thing as a kid. I was like, oh, I just want to hug or I just want to say I love you. I want to, you know, play or hang out with you or whatever it is. I was super lovey. I always have been. And so now in this, you know, as I'm older, you know, my mom will go through things and my my niece is going through it right now. She's 19 almost. And, uh, you know, just trying to get her independence and um, freedom, you know typical, you're shifting, you want to become your, you want to be this adult. And, you know, as we get older, we then go, wait a minute, you're only 18, almost 19. You're, there's no way you can handle life. Life is the, but in all reality, we were the same way when we were that age. So you really have to, it's like shoe on the other foot. Anyway, as she's going through it, my mom is very detached from her kids and very attached to her grandkids. So there's lots of cussing. There's lots of mean, vicious drama going on with the family right now. And it's, it's interesting. Like the life lessons we get, even me, I, it's not that I know everything. It's not that I'm so good at getting through lessons. Honestly, I'm just like a regular person, like all you guys. I I learn from my mistakes. I now I understand that, you know, life is a bigger picture. You know, doing quantum healing it opens you to the universe. Period. You are more open-minded. You're more optimistic. You're more loving. You're more compassionate. You realize there's a bigger picture. You realize this little baby drama, this drama with the family that it's really just nothing (laughs) really isn't and how fast people can pass away i mean just found out yesterday another one of our friends passed away it was like 
what the heck? And it happens so fast. They slip and fell. And then the next day they died. And I was like, what? So um, it's interesting, isn't it? There's life and our lessons. And um, so, but going back to um, my past life, I just thought it was really intriguing. I wanted to share this actual past life with you guys. Um, I want to play it on my phone, but honestly, my voice is so light that even when I sent it to like my sister, because we always like to share things, you know, like I like to share that with her because my sister's very not optimistic, not open-minded. I love her, but you know, that's her life lesson that she gets through. So I think letting her listen to my sessions or anything like that, if there's a message for her, I need her to hear it. I want her to hear it and understand that there's more than just this cutthroat world, this little I'm in a boxed world. Like, oh, nope, all I can do is go to work and come home and that's all I can do. I can't function otherwise, right? So um, yeah, when I send it to her and stuff, it's it's just good. It opens her mind. It, it lets her know there's more um, than just what you're, what she's enduring now. And so here I have all these little life lessons for me is like disconnect, my family disconnect. And that's one thing I want to put out there is that how important these relationships are in our lives, no matter if it's a best friend, no matter if it's a cousin or a mother or a brother, (laughs) like it doesn't matter. All these relationships in our life are literally so special and so beautiful. And they're, they're, if you really look at each situation, you'll know that how special and how beautiful and how amazing they really are. Even if they're painful, it's, they're all lessons and they're all teaching us something. And if we can just become aware of it and then go, all right, this is the life lesson. How am I going to get through this? Also, we have guardian angels. Ask them if you're struggling, if you feel stuck, you literally have to ask them, angels, I need you. And that's what's beautiful about QHHT is because you can actually connect to your angels, to your higher self, to the guidance team that helps you because they know earth is hard. They know it's a challenge. They already know. And you know, too, before you come down, but you don't, we forget because we go through this like little tunnel of forgetness when we come in. Um, And maybe we know when we're babies, but by the time we can talk, we've forgotten everything. Pretty darn close to it. Pretty darn close to it. I mean, I know there's some things where people hold on to and they're like, oh, this and that. But, you know, for the most part, we forget. We forget the plan we come in with. We forget that this is a bigger picture, that Earth's evolving, that Earth's alive and she's evolving and that there's this glitch right now of not enough self-love, not enough, um, you know, really caring about others. Once you start caring about yourself, you're able then to care about others. But that's why they always say is like, take care of yourself first, because you can't take care of everyone else if you're not taken care of. So anyway, um, going back to my past life, I thought was really cool. So in the kitchen with this mom, as um, my friend Blair, she's taking us, me through it. Um, and she's taking me through the scene and all of a sudden I see these two little cute pigtail 
but I don't know why I saw maybe like a brownish blonde, but they were, they were like little twins, but one was a little bit bigger than the other. And they were eating out of a bowl and it was just so sweet. And they were at the table and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are just adorable. Like I just fell so in love with them. Like, like so in love. That was the feeling I had. And, um, it was like, she asked me who was at the dinner table. I'm pretty sure who I was eating with. Um, I'm kind of going off of, and like, I listened to it a couple days ago, but, um, and I just was so in love with these little sisters. They were my sisters and I was just in love with them. I adored them. Um, as I moved forward, I was, um, a young man, uh, but I felt older. Like I felt overworked already, exhausted, ready to leave the farm. I knew there was a farm. I saw the farm. And I wanted to go to war. There was this war and it was so magnificent feeling. And I remember the mom being like, here's the paper. Like I remember seeing a paper on the table that was something with the war, but I didn't still connect the dots. It's amazing when you go through these sessions, you don't really always connect the dots until you get closer to the end of that particular life. Um, because I I don't know why. I don't know. But anyway, that's just what I saw. And I didn't really get a chance to explain all that because it's like, as I listened to it later, then those memories, the what I saw was like, oh, yeah, I did see that because you're not always um, you see so much when you're under that sometimes you don't even say it because you just see so much. And I saw the dad and the dad, he looked already old and miserable and like, you should go because you know, it's just what you do for the family is you go to war at that time. So I also am a senior caregiver and I took one of my guys to a doctor's appointment. He's 87, like almost 88, something like that. So he, you know, born what in 1930 something. I mean, of course. So back in the day, so he knows all that he's brilliant, he's super smart. He knows a lot when it comes to the wars and stuff. He like Vietnam, he did that whole scene. Um, but anyway, he was always fascinated with the wars, right? <laughs> and when I told them, when I told him about my past life, I also said, you know, cause also Blair was like, how did you get there? And I never felt like I got there by plane. I always felt like it was like a train or a boat or some other kind of transportation, but not flight. And so then I was talking to my my senior and he was like yeah there were no planes at that time he was like that was world war one nope everything was on the ground he was like you would have never been able to get there besides the boat besides the train so i was like oh my gosh because you know when you're under you also feel um like you're not sure that that's you know then your your regular mind comes in and it's like no way that's not real you're totally making it up. So, but luckily me, I know that I can trust myself and I can trust the first thing that comes out of my mouth. Um, although that's still that little, little trippity, oh no, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not real. That's still in your mind. <laughs> it's still off to the side, just hanging out, ready to just bark at everything you see, like, nope, wrong, nope, wrong. <laughs> so, um, I thought that was really cool that I said that. And then I also told, told him that I felt very dirty, like muddy and just gross when I was on this battlefield 
um, I felt that. And I felt if I died, they wouldn't even know who I was because I was like literally caked in mud. It wasn't even a little dirty. It was so dirty. All you saw were the whites of my eyes and then my teeth. Like I was so worried that you wouldn't know who I was. I just remember that feeling of dirt and grime and mud and there was nowhere to get clean. And he said, yeah, those guys were always in the mud. It was like very muddy and very like there was no clean, nowhere you could go get clean, period. Just wasn't. And then as she would take me forward, I remember being in this giant tent and it's kind of where we ate and it was quite big and there was food off to the side and there was lots of tables. Um, but I remember when she asked me who I was, I all of a sudden started to see my body and my uniform and that I had, um, went in there to go get letters from my little sisters. Like I, they were my heart. So all I wanted were these amazing letters from my sisters so I could keep going in the war. That was my feeling. And I thought that was intriguing that, wow, that was really my feeling in that moment. But as I was talking to the guys in there, they felt like my brothers. They f- and, and when I was talking to my senior, he goes, yeah, at that time, that's all they had was each other. They treated each other like brothers, even if one was from, um, you know, the Midwest or one was from back east or whatever in the United States, you know, so it didn't matter where these guys were from. It was like we all had this bond that was brotherhood bond. And I saw my best friend and I was like, he's my best friend. And then I all of a sudden saw the patch, the MP on his arm. And I was like, and he had the little helmet on and, and we were getting our letters from our family. And I remember us laughing. I don't know why. And I was like, there's not, (laughs) I say this out loud. There's not very much happiness, but we had a little bit of happiness in this little baby moment. It was just a spark of laughter when I got the letters. They were, they laughed. I don't know. It it was really, really, really cool. And it was mostly feelings that I had um, because you don't always see. I think that that's really important is sometimes we mostly just have feelings when we go under. I see pretty well. Um, but yeah, so anyway, took me through that life thought it was, I thought, gosh, that was such a cool life. Even though, yeah, went through the war, whatever. And, you know, of course, got blown up, lost my legs. They're dragging me. And I'm like, (laughs) even if I didn't say it out loud, I remember the feeling of leave me. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I have no legs. Leave me. Like, let me just die right? Like that was the feeling I had. Not sure that I really even said that, but they were dragging me to safety. And I was just like, I was so mad. I was so mad. Like there was so much madness that I think I was screaming. And then I went into this, like, as she moved me forward, I was in this dirty tent. I felt like I was in a hospital, but that was like their way of treating whoever was alive. It was just a tent dedicated to the ones they were, who were wounded, And I remember the nurse having this stupid hat on and it was like, you know, those white big nurse hats like back in the day. And I'm talking like 1900s style early. And um, I hated it. I hated it. And she came over and she'd be like trying to take care of me. And I 
just get so mad about the stupid hat and her and being there. And I wasn't nice. I was probably super mean. I felt the madness and the meanness. It, it was crazy. It was bonkers that it was like that, that I felt that. Um, but I thought it was really cool because once I went through that whole life and I got to the end and to, to the other side, she, um, uh, I saw that my family was sad, but mostly my sister who was like right after me as far as age goes. And, um, and she was so sad that she died early and, and didn't get married and was supposed to have a family and all that and didn't. And, uh, and, and the practitioner put me next to her bed as she was dying. It was really bizarre. And as she did that, I slowly was detaching myself emotionally from that life. So at some points of me going through my session, I didn't even know who I was looking at. Like, I remember that feeling is like, why am I standing at her bed like this? She can't see me. She can't hear me. And I'm not sure who she even is anymore right? Like I've literally had that feeling. I just thought that was really, really cool that it just naturally came out of me. Naturally, I felt that way. Um, and when she asked me where I was, World War One. what the heck? I literally said World War One. I. I think she even asked me my name during the time I was in the tent. And I said my name. I was like, I'm Sergeant Smith. Like what? From Mobile, Alabama. Oh, other cool part. Talk to my senior guy. And uh, this is so cool. And I think we're super connected from it. Um, so I told him that. And he goes, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, it just naturally came out of me. He goes, well, my family's from that area. And guess what his last name is? Smith. So it tripped me out. I was like, oh, my gosh. So we've had probably other past lives or not even. Maybe he wasn't even alive at that time that I was. But I thought that was really cool. And maybe I was just in this family and who knows, you know, I just thought it was really, really cool. And you would have to go back in and you would have to really ask more questions um, if that ever happened to you guys and you wanted to know more, um, which is so cool. And you can learn more. You can know more, um, but only out of curiosity, not out of, will it make your life better? Will it adjust your life? You know, because it's going to show you what you need to know in the moment for what you need to know in your life in the moment. So um, anyway, thought it was really cool. Thought um, I just couldn't wait to share that with you. And um, yeah, so really just going back to um, relationships and how we can like, for instance, here I was loving my sister. We went through that. I'm on the other side, the spirit side. The sister passes away, sees me, and I, like, help her. And it was so cool to be able to stand there and help her. And um, and who knows? I probably have her in my life now, and she's probably not she. You know, that's the other thing is what I'm really trying to explain is, like, that soul, that entity who was ever in that life, left that life with these emotions. And of course, they want to stay connected with, you know, who they've already been working with, you know, although we are one 
playing off of a collective mind. We are family, all of us, but we do stick together when it comes to families, friends, coworkers, you know, we've all had each other in our lives multiple times. It's not brand new. Some of it's brand new, but for the most part, um, you come in with the same um, entities. They just may be playing different roles so that you can learn different lessons, Um, you know, and learning these lessons. What I really want to put out there is that um, don't be so hard on yourself trying to get through these lessons. That's really, really crucial. And don't, stress out by thinking, okay, I got to be more angry, more mad, more forceful, more. So anything that is negative and the negative words, you don't really want to lean towards. And it's not okay to just be stuck in this like sad, negative, like (laughs) it only gets worse, basically. It's more okay to be happy and joyful and relaxed and calm. And, you know, that's what is okay. I mean, I've seen these commercials. It's okay to feel sad. It's like, oh my gosh, it only leads to worse when you feel sad. And that's what I'm putting out there is like, if you feel sad in that moment, what is making you sad? You know, that's what you have to pinpoint. You don't just want to be sad. No, your natural state of being is happy, is joyful, is playful, is um, compassionate is loving, you know, that's your natural state of being. Um, and if it's anything else, that means it's a life lesson. You're trying to get through, be gentle to yourself, ask your angels for guidance. Um, that's really, really important. I think, um, caring about what you eat, caring about sleeping properly, caring about, you know, a little bit of exercise in your life. So it's just a nice balance. It's what you're looking for, for yourself. And sometimes we can't get there from where we're at. We just can't. So sometimes you may need an actual session um, or you may just, you know, need to get through it, learn and teach yourself how to get through some situations. And we do, and, and we can. And that's the cool part about ourselves. We're really, really, really cool. Once you give yourself credit for it, Um, you know, because we've only just practiced the other way, the the negative thinking, the close minded thinking, we've we've practiced it. We're creatures of habit. So we've practiced every day we wake up, we're like, ah, negative. Oh, doubt. Oh, sorrow. Um, Versus practiced waking up loving yourself. Oh, I'm so thankful I'm alive. Okay. Today's going to be a good day. I feel, I feel good about today. Yep. I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to make a plan what I want to eat today. And I'm going to make a plan to make sure I don't just drink sugary drinks all day long. Just was, um, taking my, uh, senior to the, uh, doctors the other day, yesterday or whatever. And, um, You know, I just, so many people in the bigger places um, just pound those sugary drinks, you know, and it's not a little cup. It's like a big, extra, giant, large, which is okay sometimes, I suppose. But when you, when you really understand the body and what that drink does to the body, um, it doesn't help your mind. It doesn't help your body um, fuel your body for the day because you want to feel the best. You want to be able to have that energy you need to whatever your job is, whatever time of day it is that you're starting your job. 
you know, because some of us start in the afternoon, some of us start in at night. So it's fueling your body um, with the good stuff. So that way you continuously feel good. That way it's not such a struggle. That's why that way it's not such a yo-yo. You know, one day you feel good, the next you don't. It's because we have these emotions, but not even just that. It's what we eat without realizing that's affecting us. And then we eat the crap. (laughs) And then we have to go into our day. And sometimes then that doesn't make us feel good, the food, the drinks. So then it leads us into this like negative, you're annoyed by people, you can't handle life, you're all of a sudden then struggling, Um, then negative, then doubtful, then, you know, so it just keeps going down the line. So if you're aware of that moment, aware of what that's doing to you, you can break that cycle and you can break it by having any kind of holistic healing, um, meaning Reiki, quantum healing hypnosis technique, there's foot zoning, there's acupuncture. There's so many beautiful self-healing, holistic healing opportunities now for us to better heal ourselves because we, we essentially are the only ones who can heal our own self individually because I'm going to be different than how you're going to be. You might need a completely different setup because your environment, how you were raised, um, you know, and each of us are different when it comes down to it. We're completely different, different races, you know, what, what we got going on um, with our body, our DNA, our um, just how we're structured. It's like, yeah, we're all human, but we all take in it differently. And that's what I'm really trying to get down to that would really hook you up so that you're every day choosing some really good stuff in your life, really choosing to always be joyful and happy and choosing. Um, and I know that's hard. And some people, when they're in the gutter, you know, their mind can't even think positive. It's like, what? Positive? That's horrible. You know, like to them, that is a negative, I guess. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it, you know, and my family struggles with that. They're that way. Um, and not sucking dry anyone who is positive, who is the light, who is a light worker. You don't want to go to those people and just... Um, just say all of everything and just pile it all on them. You know what I mean? So you want to get through some of those life lessons yourself because that's the whole reason you wanted it that way. You wanted to come in here to earth, learn these lessons and get through them yourself. And, and yeah, it's nice to have um, people who are like-minded, but also it's, it's also good for us to learn our own lessons because obviously you're going to take in your lessons a lot different than I would. I wouldn't be able to give you the best advice for you to get through your lesson. I can suggest a couple of great ways, but honestly, we're all so different that you might get through it a completely different way than I would get through it. So I think that's really the biggest is what fits you, what works for you health-wise, Um, Look for people who are always uplifting, always positive, because there's lots of us out there, lots of light workers out there, and we're all trying to preach and say, hey, you guys, life can be great. Pick a few great positive affirmations. Um, Listen to a few great people. Read a few great books. 
you know, we're not trying to shove it down your throat. We're just trying to say, hey, there's a bigger picture here. And we love it. We love each other. I I know that it can be hard for other people to think, oh, uh, how can you love a stranger? Or how can you, you know, care about a stranger? And it's like, you know what? I'm human. They're human. I'm compassionate person. I care generally <laughs> humanity. I, I, my heart goes out to the world. Um, I'm just, I'm just that type of person. And I realized that from little up and I needed to be that type of person because we can't all be the other way. If, if we're all struggling and if we're all negative, where will be the positive? Where, where will there be the balance that we're all looking for? Because at the end of the day, you strip away all your stuff. You're loving, you're compassionate. You're, you are all these beautiful words, these things. But sometimes when we come in lives, we have this bag of emotions. So we're like, okay, okay, well, I see that these couple right here are struggling. If I come down there, I'm going to experience with it, what it's like to struggle. And maybe that is what I needed to learn because I'm going to come out of it bright and happy and sunny and, you know, joyful and compassionate. And that's what I think these, my perspective of this would be, life would be, because you're coming into this life trying to learn a lesson. And why does it have to be your whole life? Why can't it just be like, hey, it happened at this time and now it's over with and now I'm really happy and I've worked through it and I'm understanding myself. I'm getting to know myself. I don't think any of us really know ourselves. We think we know ourselves, but do you really know, know, know yourself? And that's the cool part about our, ourselves, our multidimensional selves. We're more than one thing. We're existing in other places, not just here. Um, that's the power of the higher self, the oversoul. Um, it lives multiple lives, parallel lives. I mean, I could go beyond where your mind would be so unsure that you're like, where did you get that? You know, and that's the information that we're trying to get to, like regular people are trying to get to. And once we get there in these little baby steps in the same life or in the next life, um, and their baby steps, because there's so much information to know. And once we know all of it, I don't know what will be next, but we'll feel pretty good knowing, getting through a life and, and resolving things and, um, and resolving it. Meaning like if we had these life lessons, not ending that life and being like, oh, well, you know, cause some of us, we've had these past lives and they've been really hard on us. And then we come back in and all of a sudden they're hard on us again. And we're not sure why we're like, what the heck? You're my mom. You're supposed to be, you know, or, you know, I just had this young girl who my daughter knows, and she has mom problems. Like her mom disowned her, um, doesn't want anything to do with her, actually took the little brothers and they headed off to another state and they don't talk to her. And so she has really bad mom problems, mother problems, I should say. Um, so it made me realize it was a past life. Um, because we do that to ourselves. We may have had really emotional past lives that built up to now because see a mother daughter relationship, literally unbreakable, beautiful, um, just so much. It's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful relationship. 
if you ask me. It's the strongest bond. I think anyway, with your kids, anyway, mother and kids is a strong bond. But mother-daughter, being both female like that, very powering. Um, I think that, uh, I just lost my train of thought, but for her in particular, when my daughter was telling me this, I go, hmm, that's a past life and they need to kind of work it out. And sometimes we can't work it out. Um, Dolores and her daughter, Julia Cannon, they both basically amazing. They've learned and taught, you know, people, um, about contracts. So we may have changed roles before. And in the past life, they may have had a battle of who is the better woman or a guy left someone for it. So the mom left the husband. Here's this cute little blonde, sweet girl. Her name, she's so sweet. Oh my gosh, grew up to be a beautiful girl. But just the sweet girl and the mom just felt so jealous. I instantly felt the jealousy because when I tap in and I start thinking about people, I can connect to the angels and I really feel that connection. I was like, ah, jealousy. Okay. That's the main player in their thing. There's jealousy. So that means that was a um, past life thing, maybe a jealous, maybe he they had this triangle love affair where, yeah, I know it's daughter, but it's not, you weren't the daughter before. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you were a whole nother entity. For all we know, it could have been like two women and the guy had to pick a woman. It could be a whole bunch of different scenarios, but um, there was some kind of jealousy going on and it carried over. And really they should have worked through it and said, oh, mother, daughter, okay, we're not jealous. We love each other. We, we love each other, you know, instead of, disowning each other was what they did, right? They could have worked through it because they had a different relationship in this time. Do you see? They chose mother-daughter so that they can get through that because when they leave the bodies and they go back up into the spirit worlds, they love each other. They are not going to be down on here like how they are here. They're going to be loving on each other. They're going to be connected. They're going to sit at a table. I'm just using that as a little thing. Sit at a table and say, okay, we didn't make it through this last life. Okay. Let's see. What can we do that will put us closer together? So let's change, change roles again. You be the dad. I'll be the kid. And this time I'll be a boy and you be girl. Right? So that's the whole point. And so then when they change that role, they can actually bring in that emotion again and try to work through it. And when you do that, it's like you break this contract that was created so that you can keep learning. That's the beauty of this is you're learning and you always want to keep learning. You never want to stop learning. Um, and that's the beautiful part of quantum healing hypnosis technique, because it shows you that if you can't, if you can't get there to this point, that's what it shows you. It's showing you that you're learning a lesson, that it keeps getting presented, um, and that you may have had a past life together. And to me, when things like that happen, I know there was a past life. I know there's emotion, emotional baggage. And what I want, 
I can only hope for this girl because she's not very open to the universe and everything. I can just only hope because you can't make people. <laughs> I mean, as bad as I want to help the world, I can't make any of you guys um, endure this in your life. I can only suggest it as, you know, hey, I'm suggesting this because I want you to live a really great life. And why do I care? Because you're strangers. It's because I love humanity. I love people. I love, I don't need to know you but I want to know that you're doing good type of deal. You know, it's like, I, I want you to be the best you can be in your life as that's what we should all want for each other. Um, because what would, you know what I mean? Like for me, that's how it is for me. And, um, for her, she's super young, early twenties. I just want her to not carry that emotional baggage because now she's going through relationship issues and she will, because honestly, it stems back from when you're a kid. How were your parents? How were your relatives? How were the people around you? If that wasn't strong when you were a kid, it's like the base, the root chakra, your foundation. If it's not solid and it's all crumbling down there and you try to build your house and your layers of your life, it's going to crumble because you, you didn't even have a solid base. So if your mom's not in your life and you struggle and you know she's alive and you know that you guys just go head to head or dad or whoever it is that you go head to head with, like meaning like really hating on each other as strong as you can hate on each other, um, you, you can't really carry on in life solid. You have funny little weird things about you then get created and you can't hold a, a relationship down or you struggle having a relationship with anyone or your own kid or your neighbor or your coworker, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how that is. Um, it kind of blows my mind. Yeah. It's very open. Yep. And I just, I'm just thinking about her right now is like, wow, this is a very sweet outgoing. So she got like this, um, and it's amazing when the angels try to work things out. Let me put this out there. Literally two days ago, she hadn't seen her mom in seven years, seven. So she changed dramatically. You know, she's a woman now. She was a little kid then seven years ago. And when she saw her, the mom just straight up, just no love, no hug, no emotion there. So I realized, I was like, hmm, what is this all about? And how would that make you feel if you were the kid? You know what I mean? How would you feel? You would feel so disconnected. You would feel so unsure of yourself, um, even if you're super brilliant, smart, and you got a degree. So she got a degree. She's super brilliant, um, fit as all get out. <laughs> she's super fit. I'm so impressed. Just She's got it together there. But this poor girl is going to, I don't know, I feel like maybe just really struggling and not whole. So she questions herself now. She's more doubtful. Um, yeah. 
I think so. And, and it's amazing as I keep going through, I can see people's sadness so easily. And I saw that like sadness in her face not very long ago. And then, um, and then I was uh, with my daughter and she was just explaining how sad she really was and how she would cry at night. Like they would close the restaurant and it'd be like, you know, midnight, one o'clock and they're all ready to go and hang out and mingle together. And all of a sudden here she is off to the side, just really sad. And she shouldn't be, she's got her whole life ahead of her. She's, um, her family's super wealthy. So that's not even an issue. She has everything she could ever want. But when you have all that, really, it always comes down to love. I tell you, you can have the whole freaking world, money, 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 until you can't even see straight. And what does it always come down to is love, not having enough, feeling unloved. I mean, that had to crush her in that moment when the mom came through and just ignored her like she was a stranger. And how would you really feel? You don't really know until it really happens to you. And I get that. And a lot of us go through it, but we don't always explain like to others because, you know, we're very, I know a lot of people are very like, oh, I'm not going to tell anyone about that. I'm just going to cry my little eyes out and deal with it and cover it up and make a shield and, um, and be just disconnected. Because then I think what happens to you is you just sincerely become disconnected. You're not connected to the source anymore. You're not connected to yourself anymore. Hi. And um, that's miserable. And that's miserable. And so then that leads you to miserableness. So then you're always sad. You're always a little bit more doubtful. You're not going to look for the positive. You're not going to look for the happiness. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then that's the sad part. Oh boy. I don't know. I don't usually take in calls. Um, and if you want to text me and say what you want to talk about, it'd be great. And then we can chat about that. But yeah, she, um, it's amazing. And her dad's incredible. When I found out who her dad was, wow, he's super great guy. So that relationship super strong. It, it's interesting how we come into lives, how they get presented to us, what life lesson we're listening to. I mean, life lesson, what life lesson we're paying attention to. Um, and are we paying attention to our lives? Are we just zoned out so bad we don't even know what's going on? So paying attention to your life, seeing these repeated patterns, you're essentially trying to evolve. And look at it. It's 2022. It's like so time to be aware of our lives, to be aware of our emotions. And, um, you know, when we get through this life and, and we're to the end or we're to the other side, it's just knowing that we made it through maybe one life lesson or releasing one emotion out of the baggage of emotions we're carrying. Um, it's It's cool if you can get through it. It's cool if you can look back and say, you know what? I, I did it. I'm successful. I feel so thankful that I got to live in that body and that life and wake people up or, or just to be aware that, that you were in the stuck in this like dense, yucky energy and you made it through and you're, <laughs> no, that's just how I feel about that. I just, um, it's interesting how life is really in the bigger picture and, and to know that we're amazing, mighty, um, 
I just think about this girl because I, I felt I've been there before. You know, my mom was very difficult because when I left at that age, 18, 19, um, my mom was with someone who was an alcoholic. So it was really hard for me. I couldn't even get a word into my mom. I was like, I'm moving across the country. <laughs> and it was like, there was no care. There was no like, oh my gosh, my kid is moving away. Like nothing like that. She did not even care a lick. It was like, okay, see ya. Not even that. I don't even think I, I remember feeling like they didn't care that I moved across country. And the only one who even cared was, uh, I think my grandma. And that was so long ago, of course. Um, but she was probably the only one who cared when I left. Um, but the rest, no one else really cared. Mm -mm. Not once. And not that I know, never knew of. There was no like, don't leave. I can't believe you're leaving. None of that. No. Nope. <laughs> like, nope. So it's just interesting how we can go from life to life. Because I've also had other lives where I was very close to the father and maybe not at all to the mother. And as well, my father um, is alive. But again, I don't really have these strong bonds with my parents. So I think it's very interesting. Sure, I love them. They're my parents, but I don't have this it's interesting isn't it the strong bond with them even though i was so like with my grandparents opposite i was so strong bonded with them that when they left i was just crushed they were my like heart and soul and um and then when they left i was like oh my gosh how am i going to get advice how am i going to get through things and because that's how i got through things is calling them and that was before i knew anything and like really knew who I was and any of that. And, um, and then I became a senior caregiver, which I love. And I do that now. It's like, I have my seniors and I love listening to them. And I ask for their advice because they've been there. They've done it. Sure. Not in the same time zone or time, <laughs> but life, they know life. That's for sure. And we need to take in a lot of their wisdom. Um, because they, they hold a lot of really amazing wisdom. And I it, and it was always like love when it came down to it. It's like, oh, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. There's love there. And even though in that moment, I was like, ah, there's no love. And so I know that side. I've been on the negative side where I never saw positive. I always saw negative. And then I realized as I got older and when I would look back at that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was love vibration, law of attraction. So I was vibrating at this frequency and I was sending it into the universe, which is law of attraction. And it was bouncing out negative. Guess what? I was getting negative back. So I was never seeing the positives. That's what's really important to become aware. Um, and maybe even listening to my uh, universal laws. I did a podcast, not very, well, it has been a little bit, um, but about these universal laws and how they work so well with your life when you really implement them. But we have to do baby steps. Like I said earlier, you don't want to take all this stuff in and just start doing it because what's going to happen is you're only going to do it for a few days and then you're going to kaplunk, <laughs> kaplunk, like you're not going to want to do it. And so the way we, the way you take it in is gentle little bits at a time, little steps at a time, maybe as little as a little bit of um, affirmations in the morning for self-care. 
um, actually looking in the mirror at yourself and not being mean to yourself, actually being kind to yourself. Try that on for size. I don't think people can do it. And I always, that's my, that's my, I guess, suggestion for you guys out there. If you could do that, I always suggest it because it's, um, Man, it's so special. It does something to us. It really hooks our minds up when we can. Oops, sorry about that. My phone is going bonkers. Um, well, just loving on yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror and not being like, oh, this. Oh, I don't like this. Because you don't want to do that. You want to be the opposite. You are trying to, I'm suggesting to you to start to love yourself and not worry about these um <clears throat> You know, for me, it would be like, I don't need to worry about my sister. I don't need to worry about her daughter and my mom and that whole chaos. I don't need to. It's drama and I don't need it. Right. I love them and I can have faith and I can have hope that they'll get through this, that it'll be okay. And it's just a moment of time that it feels super frustrating. Um, But the best thing I can do for them is be the best I can be for me. I know that seems selfish, but it really isn't when you do it kindly. You're not doing it selfishly and mean and, oh, I only care about myself. You're you're not. That's the other thing that I had that I would like to put out there is like just because you want some self-love for yourself and care about yourself and you don't need to take in everyone's drama. That doesn't not make you selfish at all. I think that's really important to know. It just, it makes you more of a whole person. It makes you more of a strong person that you don't need to be involved with all of everyone's drama. It's one thing when you're suggesting things or you want, someone wants to just talk to you and let it out. Um, But that doesn't even help either because you're just fueling the fire when you do that. You're, you're bringing it up. You're creating more emotion. You're creating more um, drama. And, and you don't need to do that. And I think we need to just become aware of that. It's not like you, you can just stop and, and it's never going to happen again. But becoming aware of it and really caring about that part and not just being like, oh, well, I like drama. And some people do. They just love drama. And guess what? They get it all the time because that's then the universe and what frequency we're in for vibration. Um, and... Um, the drama just holds on to you and you put it in the universe, guess what? You're only going to get it back because that's what you want. And that's what we have to realize. That's what it comes down to is showing you that you can create these things easily for yourself good or bad, because we can really endure either or. Um, I know before I wanted to say it was like the contract ripping it up. I really wanted to, sit down with her and just give her a few suggestions to thought about that. Like as well, sometimes we can't get through these relationships. And so she's so young, you don't want to be stuck in that, like having that emotion your whole life. When you're that young, you want to have great, pretty much a great life. That's what you're aiming for. So it's like, you want to release these emotions that could be doubtful and all that yucky stuff and um, have a beautiful relationship and have kids and have a beautiful life or maybe not have kids. I mean, it's whatever is perfect for you, whatever fits you. And that's what you have to know and understand. And um, sometimes we just get so caught up in other people's drama 
and life and we need to just start caring about our own our own self our own love our own wellness um anyway uh, <laughs> yeah so anyway um that was awesome what a good talk today thank you so much for listening and um you know just having a little faith in yourself every day would be better than not so and picking at least you know some things that make you actually feel good that's what you should be aiming for what makes you feel good because that's all that matters because tomorrow will be today will be gone and then it'll be tomorrow and it'll just you know why waste it on misery is my point and be miserable and doubtful and sad because your day is just going to go by and then it's going to be over. And then when you look back, you're just going to look and see how sad and how unhappy you really were. And it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can really start working on yourself and uh, have a session, find a, a practitioner in your area. It's, it's so cool. I promise you won't regret it. You'll be so thankful. Um, that you had the opportunity, really. It changes your life in the best way you could ever imagine. It's literally a beautiful, beautiful way to connect to the all-powerful, all-knowing power, you know, of yourself. Um, anyway, so I am going to go start my day. Thanks so much um, for listening to me. It was so fun to talk to you guys today. Thanks for all the listeners out there. Um, all of my uh it's just amazing what you've all the downloads so so much love thank you thank you it was fun and be kind to yourself thank you